have just tuned into the next episode of the Deconstructing Cumency podcast. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2023. Did you all think that I was going to stay in 2022 and allow you all to go forward without me? Lies. I'm back, baby. And we got a new episode for you. On today's episode, we will be discussing train people how to treat you transparent moment i'm still learning this lesson so this episode is not just for you it's for me as well here we go 2023 still the same problem start my intro <laughs> i see we not playing my god on today oh, you over there. I that. you're vesseling you are vesseling I'm going to need you to say that again for the people in the back. I'm talking about the people behind the people in the back. When I tell you, they missed it. My goodness, y'all, what we're doing here is so simple. We are simply deconstructing human seed, and we are creating a blueprint through human experience. You are not done with you yet. Let's do our work. (laughs) Let's do our work. Thank you for tuning in to the Deconstructing Human Seed podcast with yours truly, Calvin Shire. I hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get to it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. I've missed you all. I hope that you have had a good break. Um, just to catch up last time I, I spoke to you, it was December 12th and uh, I was facing exhaustion. So let me tell you what I did to remedy the exhaustion. I said, I'm going to travel from December 23rd all the way to January 8th. Thinking that would remedy the situation, <laughs> I started off in Memphis for Christmas to be with my daddy's people who I love so dearly and don't get to spend enough time with them. So I try to always make it for Christmas. Then left Memphis and came back to Dallas, left Dallas and went to Baltimore. (laughs) We had big fun down in Baltimore where I got to visit Shamika and her lovely family. And I got to see everyone there. Also got to see the Whitney Houston movie, which was really good. I enjoyed it every second, every moment. And when I tell you the genius of that woman, the brilliance of that woman, the vocal ability, the talent of that woman, the perseverance of that woman, the resilience of that woman, I fell in love with Whitney all over again after I watched the movie. I've been nonstop listening to all things Whitney. Then I boarded a plane in spite of all the Southwest issues. I said, I'm going to go surprise my precious lamb, Britt, um, on her annual birthday trip in Myrtle Beach. That was a blast. I've never been to Myrtle Beach, never been to South Carolina ever a day in my life. So that was incredible. Just seeing the city, uh, being able to kind of explore a bit and, you know, oh, Bojangles. I had Bojangles and it was incredible. We also um, had just a lot of good food uh, from a lot of good places in Myrtle Beach. So I really enjoyed myself. Then we left Myrtle Beach. 
got in the car and drove three hours to Raleigh, Durham. So we did South Carolina. Then we went to North Carolina, North with an F, Carolina. And we had a really good time. I got to spend time with Allison, who is instrumental in the work on the podcast. And we got to see her apartment. We got to kind of see where she lives and her daily walks and where she is. And then we got to meet up with some of my other friends there in the city. And we also went to this amazing restaurant called Firebirds, which was absolutely incredible. And when I got back to Dallas, I was raving and ranting about Firebirds just to find out that they built one in Fort Worth, Texas. So I will be, yes, I will be getting in my old girl, my Volkswagen, and we will be heading down to Fort Worth to get some of those wonderful, wonderful treats. I'm just, I'm rambling because I'm so happy to be back and I miss y'all. Like it's, it's good things. So then I left Raleigh Durham and I came on back to the Big D, went to work for like three days, 757,000 emails, getting ready and prepping for the new year and closing out the old year. And then I said, you know what, let's do one more trip. So then we went to Shreveport, Louisiana, and we went to go support one of my good friends from college. He got the role of Mr. in the color purple. So it was a mini reunion from college. It was about, I think, 12 of us who went down um, just from all over the tri-state area, people from Arkansas, people from Texas, um, people from Louisiana. And we all just kind of met up and had a blast. It's been so great. It was so much love. It was so much safety and so much security. Um, it was so much heart contact, which I think I really needed. And I, I have enjoyed myself immensely over these last few weeks. But the exhaustion has not been cured. I am still exhausted. So I need to recharge. I'm a high-functioning extrovert, but... I have to go home by myself and be alone to recharge. So I think I need like three days to kind of like get myself back on the up and up so I can get back out into the world <laughs> and do a lot of things. So yes, um, what's the episode? Are we doing an episode today? <laughs> so now that I've caught you up um, on the last three weeks of my life, we will have the new episodes back. So how did this episode come about? This episode is trained people how to treat you. And I'm so excited about this episode. This is actually going to be a two-part episode because when I got started with the recording for the first episode, we were in like 48 minutes. And I was like, I try to stay around that 32-minute mark. And then when I got to the 48, I was like, there's still so much more to say. So we're doing a two-part on this. And I'm really excited because some things need to be explained. So how do we come with this episode? So the first episode is protect your peace versus neglect your soul. After that episode aired, I want to say like two to three weeks later, after the episode started picking up momentum, people started DMing me and they started saying, Calvin, can you do an episode on training people how to treat you? I got seven of those messages. I'm a new podcast. So I think seven requests for anything is just huge. So we had to write the episode. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into 
what it means to train people how to treat you. Now, I did say earlier, this is a lesson I'm still learning, which is why it wasn't <laughs> one of the episodes that I had already previously had prepared of things that I feel like I have a good hold on to or, or, or a great understanding or a vast knowledge on. So I want to begin with defining what it means to teach. Let's start there. You know, I'm good for a definition. Definition of train. It means to teach a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time. Let's do that one more time because I just want to make sure that even the people in the back heard it. It is to teach a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction. Calvin, is it now? No. It's over a period of time. When I do these episodes, I always seek counsel. I always reach out to friends. I always reach out to family members and I do it to people of different age groups so I can kind of understand where we all are and our understanding of these different things. And one battle that was just crazy to me that it even exists was common sense versus training being needed. <laughs> So many people above 40 said, your friends don't need to be trained. What? Your family doesn't need to be trained. Are you serious? Coworkers and leadership does not need to be trained. Your cousins and siblings don't need to be trained. Your parents don't need to be trained. I, I'm at a loss for words because I always feel like the older you get, the more wise you get. And it's like, you're on this earth for several decades, you know, interacting with people on daily base, on a daily basis. And you expect for people to just know how to treat you. You expect for people to just know how to fall in line. You expect for people to give you what you deserve automatically with no request, that is the that is the craziest thing to me. So, I'm an advocate for training people how to treat you, and 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 I'm not saying go full education, college courses with a syllabus. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have corrective action moments. I'm saying we have moments where we bookmark things and let people know that things were not appreciated and that we felt that they were inappropriate. Um, I feel that it is important to let people know when they have not only done you wrong, but when they've done you extremely right. <laughs> I think the word train has such a negative connotation because of pets and because of animals, and because of um, slavery with breaking the human mind and training them to be something else. I get that, I understand that, and I hear that. But I wanna make sure you understand that every single person, every single human is different. So complex, so brilliantly built, so many things help us make and create and build these 
amazing humans that we've been able to create over the years. And because everyone is so different, there's not a standard blueprint. There's not a standard general, this is how you interact with this person and this is how you treat this person. It doesn't exist. And, and if it did, I wouldn't want it because we're all so very different. So I think that when you walk with people in life, it is important to train them how to treat you because if you never train people, people will give you what they believe they can. And my whole philosophy is, do we really have to do the trial and error if we don't have to do it? <laughs> like, I listen to people. If people tell me the stove is hot, I say, okay, the stove is hot. So I need not touch it. But I ask questions like, how hot is the stove? So if there's a moment where I feel like I might need to touch it, if it's a threshold of pain that I can handle. <laughs> but I am a person who learns from other people's lessons. I learn from other people's mistakes. I don't have to make all the mistakes on my own. If you go and you experience something and you tell me that it is absolutely horrible, after I ask you a couple of defining questions so I can make sure that what you believe is bad and what you think is bad is what I think is bad, then I'm good. But if I ask you a few questions and I'm like, mm, you know, that wouldn't have bothered me too much, then I'll go ahead and I'll try those things and I'll experience them on my own. So I want to get into uh, the list. Uh, you know, I always have a list for you every single episode. Let's go ahead and start with number one. Number one is... Are you worth someone taking a training course for? Breathe in and don't feel red. Breathe out and know that this is constructive and we are here to help each other out. <sighs> Number one, are you worth someone taking a training course for? If a person does not feel you are worth the lesson, if a person does not feel that you are worth the time and the energy that they would have to invest to be trained, if a person <laughs> does not find value in who you present to be, they will not sign up for your course which means your syllabus doesn't matter, which means the moments that you take to let them know that they did you right or that they did you wrong, they don't matter in these moments because your value to them is low. Part of that, number one, is understanding your value to them. Ask people, how important am I to you? What's... Am I valuable to you? Am I someone that you can replace? Am I easily replaceable for you? Like, if I die tomorrow, how would your life change? Like, how many people have you ever asked that to? If we no longer were friends after today, how would your life change? Learn your value to people. Understand your value to people. And I think I think if if a lot more of us focused on how how high people value us 
you will be treated a whole lot better in a lot of different situations. Immediately, if I could, if I could access situations and I could ask a person, do you value me? And their answer is, honestly, Calvin, not really. Then you know what I would say to that person? Thank you so much for letting me know. Now, let me, let me, let me empty that space <laughs> of you. Let me clear out that department of you. So, number one, are you worth someone taking a training course for? 1A is understanding your value to them. 1B is we all have high value, but placement is key. Y'all, placement is key. You want to exist. You want to reside. You want to live. You want to be in the places where your value is the highest. So many people exist in places where people could care less if you came to work. They could care less if you called them this week. They could care less if you showed up to the family reunion. Look at the places that you sacrifice for. Look at the places you show up to and make it priority. Look inside that room. There's a good quote that this gentleman said. I can't remember his name, and I wish I knew his name for the quote. But he said, only enter rooms where people light up when they see you come in. Oh, if you had gave me that when I was 15 or, or 18 or 20, I wouldn't have got it. But if I could have had the capacity to receive it, and I would have walked into rooms and I would have really just taken a moment to access the faces, to, to read the energy of the people around me when I walked into a room, to see who really cares, to see who really features me, who really deals with me. Oh my God, on today, the time I wouldn't have wasted. <laughs> Listen, the energy I would not have wasted. It took me, oh my God, it took me years to learn that some people just weren't here for me. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that. You know, one discovery, one self-discovery that you know, has been kind of hard for me is that I realize a lot of a lot of my not my close friends, but some of my outer level friends don't really feature me. I think they enjoy the charisma. They enjoy the personality. They enjoy the outspoken nature. But a lot of times me as an individual, it's like, ooh, no, I don't feel like Calvin today or no, like, you know, I've kind of sat back and assessed um, a few relationships and been able to call them out and had just some conversations with some people and they've kind of let me know like how you're feeling is accurate. <laughs> you know, we bring you around and we have you here because of the energy, because of the feel of the moment, because of, of the elevation of the experience. But it's 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 a show and dance. Like, that's what we need you here for. And if you're having a bad day and you're not willing to participate in the manner in which we bring you here for, we have no use for you. <laughs> I have been trying to take notes from some of my introverted friends and I've been trying to conserve energy. 
I have been trying to pick and choose who I give the energy to. And what I've known, what I've noticed is there's been a decrease in invitations for me. There has been a lack of need uh, for my presence in some social circles in which I travel in because now I'm another person sitting there looking around rather than rallying the people rather, rather, excuse me, rather than keeping the people excited. Oh, my voice. So sorry, I had to get a little water. So that was a, a discovery for me in 2022. And I'm glad that. It's something I've learned now and I can take into 2023 and just be more careful and more cautious of the people that I elicit so much energy to. So that is, so let's just make sure we're on track. Number one is, are you worth someone taking a training course for? 1A is understanding your value to them. 1B is we all have high value, but placement is key. Make sure you're in the place where your value is respected loved, admired, um, you make a difference here. You can work one job and they can treat you horribly. You can start a new job and they are so grateful that you're here because they see your worth. Realize where you are, realize who you are in that place and make sure you're rightfully placed. Um, The next part of that is, are you consistent enough? This is one C. Are you consistent enough for me to follow written laws about you. So let's let's dive into this because if you're going to build a course about yourself and you're going to try to train people how to treat you, if you lack consistency, <laughs> which so many people do, if you lack consistency, Um, it's going to be hard for people to take you seriously when you're trying to train them. You cannot say, talk to me this way, handle me this way, um, uh, be with me in this capacity. Um, You can't lay those laws down if your actions and who you present does not honor that every single time. When people find holes in the contract, when people find flaws in the personality or in the situations in which they are in with you, every single time they will believe who you present less and less and less and less. And once that happens, there's no need to have a training course. (laughs) There's no need to present a syllabi. (laughs) There is no need to have a conversation about how you make me feel and what you what you do and what you don't do and how you show up for me and how you don't show up for me. Inconsistent people do not have a place to train people how to treat them. And that's that's for real with me. If you are consistently who you are, I had a really good conversation with um, my um, with a person in leadership that I work with. And he was upset with me for a move that I had made. But one thing that he had said to me that uh, made me understand, made me know that he understood who I was is when he said, the email that you sent out is consistent with who you are, which is why I'm not extremely mad. I just have an ask of you. When you when you are consistent in who you present and who you are, people will respect that, even if it doesn't work for them or it's not 
in their it, 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 it's not in their power not not in their power if it doesn't shine a good light on them in that moment they will still rock with you as long as you are consistent so i want to move on to number two number two who needs training let's start with the workplace <laughs> let's start with the workplace co-workers and leadership mm-hmm Co-workers, it's important to train them on how to speak to you. It's important to train them on how to present things to you. And it's important for you to train them on being understanding of your time. Okay. Those three points are very, very important when it comes to co-workers. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm a big person on, we're not a family, we're coworkers. <laughs> because the whole family dynamic, it's very dangerous. I think the coworker dynamic is much more safer. So when I hear managers and when I hear people in leadership and high up say, we're a family and we, no, 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 no. Your, your your daddy will drive you crazy. Your brother will drive you crazy. Your sister will work your nerves. Let me tell you something. No, no, no. This is not a family dynamic. This is a, we're coworkers. <laughs> you do what you paid for. I'm going to do what I'm paid for. Uh, we're going to come in and we're going to be, we're going to be cordial and we're going to work together in a capacity that gets both of us to tomorrow and then to next week and then to next month and then hopefully into next year where we can celebrate, uh, have annual celebrations with each other. You don't have to like the people that you work with. You don't have to love them either. You don't have to buy them Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. You don't have to celebrate them. You don't have to go to lunch with them. You just have to work in a situation with them that is harmonious. And I tell people all the time, have a good rapport with the people you work with. Cause as little stress and as little drama as possible. When people bring those things to you, listen, make the decision. You're going to be a part of the gossip and you're going to be a part of the mess. Or you're going to be that person who says, nope, don't bring it to me. Don't bring it to me. Don't bring it to me. You know, I used to try to be a person to say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And then you're so much out of the loop and you're so much out of the know. So you really got to find those people that you trust um, and that you want to move forward with. Another thing is I don't go out to bars and clubs with the people that I work with. I won't drink with you. Usually I will do lunches. But I won't go to like parties with you. I won't go to bars with you. Um, just because when we cross that line and we need to address something serious at work, you now feel like you have additional access to me that allows you to be like, oh, I know you ain't for real. No, no, I'm for real. <laughs> I'm for real. And I didn't appreciate or I didn't like. And those conversations are so much more difficult just because you presented a friendship. You presented a friendship to a coworker when they should have just been a coworker. So remember this about people you work with. At the end of the day, all of you come there for one reason. C-H-E-C-K. That's it. There's no other reason. If if the company made an announcement and said, hey, you guys, we're so sorry. The accounts ran dry. This is the last check. 
We would like for you all to come for the next two weeks and work for free. How many people would show up? Think about it. How many people would show up to still run the asset for free? I'll wait. Nobody. <laughs> and if you said you, you lying to yourself because when that next light bill come or that next rent payment too, and, and, and you, you tell the light company, well, I volunteered at my job. They're going to say, well, well, what, what, what that do? What that do? So understand that the problem with, with, with coworkers and not being professional with them and not training them how to treat you and not keeping a consistent professional relationship with them is that you could open the doors for chaos to ensue. And I tell people all the time, keep those doors closed because once you open them, you lot nine times out of 10 can't turn back. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to your family eating versus my family eating, I'm always going to choose my family eating over yours. So remember that. The next part is leadership. This is a, this is a, this is, leadership is a tricky one because you can have more range to train people how to treat you the more valuable you are. The more valuable you are, the more range you have in your negotiation of how to treat me. <laughs> the least amount of value that you have, you kind of got to, you kind of have to go with the flow of what's happening um, in those situations. So leadership is one that you have to play very, very careful. My best advice for leadership is be respectful, be smart, and be well-studied. Always know what you're talking about. Always be well-researched and always be respectful. Keep things very surface, but with a grin or with a smile or with a laugh or with a chuckle because at the end of the day, you don't want to become too personal too quickly. Leadership is a tricky one, but you have to remember in episode one, we talked about CYA and CYA is important. And I tell people all the time, leadership is the hardest one to CYA with because it's so hard to cover yourself sometimes with leadership because leadership likes to pick up the phone. Leadership likes to call you really quick. Leadership likes to bring you into the office and say something to you. You have to learn how to protect yourself when it comes to leadership. Accountability is key. One thing that I always do when I'm training leadership, how to work with me, is I let them know the best way I like to be dealt with or handled or whatever it may be is through email. Please email me. Email me tasks that you need done. Email me conversations. Like, email me everything. And if you choose not to email me, I will do the emailing. When you pull me into your office and you close the door and you want to have a conversation, I'm going to send you an email and say, per our conversation. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Even if I need to do something as simple as a text message, I just want to be sure that the meeting is at this time. Is this correct? Whatever you need to do, 
do those things. Accountability is key. And once you are consistent in showing leadership that, then when a moment comes up where you send an email, they'll go, you know what? That lines up with Elaine. <laughs> that lines up with Calvin. That lines up with David because that's how they always are. And who they presented to us is a person who always follows through via email. Whatever way makes you feel the most comfortable, whatever way makes you feel the most safe when it comes to dealing with coworkers and when it comes to dealing with leadership, those are the avenues in which you activate. I'm not saying give them a course on you. I'm saying through, through adjusting behaviors, through conversations, through emails, you are slowly but surely <laughs> training them how to work with you, how to manage you, how to, how to deal with you in this capacity of professionalism. Now, I'm looking at the timer and we're at 32 minutes. And so I don't like the episodes to run over that. So I'm going to do a part two to this episode and break this episode up. We will come back and we will talk about the let you make it period, um, which is a very, 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 very serious topic. Like, I'm going to let you make it. <laughs> we also going to talk about how to train historical friends. We also are going to talk about how to train cousins and siblings. We also are going to talk about on episode two, how to train your parents when you go from child to adult child, how those conversations should be, how those phone calls should be, how those text messages should be, how you all should correspond with each other. It changes. It's very different. Uh, relationships with someone that you're dating, situationships. And the one that a lot of people <laughs> are on the fence about that I think are some of the most toxic humans on this earth is older family members. I'm talking about uncles, aunties. I'm talking about your grandparents, siblings. We want to talk about just the respect and the honor that we give them that just may not 100% be deserved. Um, but we're going to talk about some ways where we can Continue on that journey, but uh, move forward in a way that is less toxic tr and traumatic for us and move forward just in a more healthy lifestyle. All right, y'all, this is part one of Train People How to Treat You. I hope you were able to get something from this. Um, I can't wait to hear the episode back. Just remember, we have the um, email up, deconstructinghumancy at gmail.com. We also have the Instagram up at deconstructinghumancy. Everything is up. Everything is running for you. Um, I'm so happy to be back. The episodes are back every Monday. Um, I don't know. I'm just, y'all, I don't even want to let you go. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I can't wait to chat again next Monday. Train People How to Treat You Part 2 is coming up. <laughs> Bye, y'all.